and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of writers and thinkers. I'm Jeeva Lang, and today I'd like to share my definitive, absolutely correct, unquestionable ranking of the months of the year. Number one, October. October hits the biannual sweet spot of not being too hot and not too cold. There is the arboreal splendor of the trees changing color, but without the hazards that come when they bloom in the spring. October also has a holiday. Halloween marks the first celebration in at least four months that you can put decorations up for. Even if you're not a fan of candy, corn, and scary movies, by the time the 31st rolls around, festivity feels overdue. There is also playoff baseball, the start of hockey and basketball seasons, and football is rolling along. The winter holidays are close enough that the months stretching ahead don't feel like a total trudge. Number two, November. Having November in the number two position is a controversial decision, but hear me out. At this point in the year, the crispness of fall has settled in and you no longer have to feel guilty for staying inside on bright but chilly days. You can indulge in cold weather foods like pies, pumpkin bread, apple cider donuts. You can wrap a blanket around yourself and wear it for the next five months. If it snows, it is probably the first snow of the year, perhaps just a dusting of powder, not yet the hateful wet thing it becomes in March. Thanksgiving brings a four-day weekend, and eating and seeing family who you're not sick of but will be by December. Number three, September. September is hopeful. School is back, and you're still okay with the thought of studying. Summer's over, but you swallowed that bitter feeling at the end of August. Your favorite TV show is back on, football begins. The first days of September still were with summer, but by the end of the month, the first hum of autumn has become a symphony of reds, fuchsias, coppers, and even pleasant browns. Number four, December. December is better than eight other months of the year because of its impressive volume of tier one holidays and the fact that you spend the whole month pretending to work but kind of not doing anything at all and no one gets mad about it. Unless you're in retail, in which case this is probably the worst month of the year. Number five, June. Like October, June has near-perfect weather. It's actually finally summer and there's no denying it. You get to start doing summer things like eating ice cream, going to the beach, stargazing, and if you are of a certain age, burning your homework in a bonfire. The worst of the allergy hurdles have been cleared and you can finally rediscover that nature can be a thing you enjoy spending time in. Number six, July. July is fine. You do get the day off for the 4th of July, but by the end of the month, it's sweltering and you feel in constant need of a shower. All the fun places to hang out are crowded because everyone else thinks they're fun too, and there are only so many beaches. Number seven, January. The emotional high of the first few days of January boosts it to the top of the worst months. You can still look at the 360-something days stretching into the future with promise. Of course, by the end of the month, this optimism has probably worn off and you've languished in terrible movie releases. The novelty of the gifts you received for Hanukkah or Christmas is gone, and you have a pile of ill-fitting clothes gifted to you by ants you see once a year that you need to return. Number 8, August. August is the Sunday of the year. It's still summer, but the season is almost over. By the end of the month, you are left dealing with the regret of all the big plans you had that you didn't actually do. You're probably sunburned and it's probably wickedly hot. There are no holidays and your therapist is on vacation. Number 9, April. T.S. Eliot said April is the cruelest month, and who am I to argue? 
April begins with your worst friend trying to prank you. You are likely allergic to something that is blooming and are miserable even as you try to pretend summer is right around the corner. You'll probably have spent winter not getting sick and be like, I didn't get sick this year, and then get a spring flu. That's the kind of cruel month April is. Number 10, May. People who like May will try to assert that May is almost summer and warm. These same people will probably foolishly try wearing shorts for the first time in the year, but it will be a mistake and they will be cold. Someone will inevitably do something racist on Cinco de Mayo and we'll all have to talk about it. Someone will do something racist on Confederate Memorial Day and we'll all have to talk about why this is somehow still a holiday in North Carolina. One good thing about May is Memorial Day weekend, but it's not like you're going to do anything on Memorial Day anyway. Number 11. March. March is an even worse version of April. You are rudely robbed of an hour of sleep when daylight savings time begins. You will not win 1 million every year for life with your March Madness bracket. You have to beware the odds. And it is still cold. In fact, it feels like it will always be cold. And in last place, you guessed it, February. February is so, so, so bad. First of all, there is the spelling of this month. February? February? Which makes no sense and is infuriating. President's Day means you can't go to your bank even though no one really knows why this is a federal holiday in the first place. Valentine's Day is depressing no matter what your relationship status. Whatever shiny, new, promising feeling January might have held is completely gone. You've probably already failed at your New Year's resolutions. Reprieve from an unending winter is still months away. It's peak flu season, and if there's snow on the ground, it's brown and black and it's probably been there forever. Then, when the month finally ends, you have to deal with March, April, and May, which I've already noted are cruel, a tease, and cold, respectively. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can also head over to theweek.com slash podcast for more from the series, as well as our 7-Minute Explainers and This Week I Learned podcasts. As a thank you for listening to this episode, The Week would like to offer you four risk-free issues of the magazine. To get those, visit theweek.com slash for free. I'm Jiva Lang, and thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.